C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthcare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products, keeping environments safer, cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash Radio. Our guests today are Dr. Charles Gerba, PhD, internationally recognized environmental biologist and professional professor of environmental microbiology in the departments of microbiology and immunology and soil, water, and environmental science at the University of Arizona. And Lori Strasdis, MPH, Public Health Liaison with Clorox Professional Products Division and Clorox Healthcare. Joining us to discuss managing C. difficile and other germs in schools, how to prevent increased risk to communities during back-to-school season and throughout the year. At this time, I would like to introduce our guest, Dr. Charles Gerba and Lori Strasdis to the program. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're more than welcome, and we're so glad you're both here today. And um, I'm going to start the interview off with Dr. Gerba and ask most parents dread this time of year when kids have to go back to school because they know it means more illness. Can you please tell our global listeners what germs are present in schools and why so many children are exposed? Well, as you uh, know, kids are notorious for spreading pathogens. And these might include things like cold and flu viruses, the norovirus, which is a very common cause of uh, viral diarrhea, and uh, even antibiotic-resistant organisms like MRSA or methicillin-resistant Staph aureus, which is a a bacterium that can cause skin infections. All these organisms have been associated with transmission of outbreaks in school settings. So parents have a right to be concerned about increased risk uh, during back-to-school period. Uh, A contaminated hand, if you don't realize, it can readily transmit cold and flu viruses by getting the virus on your nose, uh, for example, and then bringing... touching a surface, and then somebody picking it up on their hands and bringing it to their eyes, nose, or mouth. The common cold, actually, flu is very readily spread by rubbing it into your eyes, most people don't realize. In children, this can occur, this hand behavior, every few minutes. I mean, as much as 50 times a minute, some small children just watch it sometimes. Every time they touch a surface, a desk, they're very interactive with their environment, and each time they do that, they can pick up viruses or bacteria on their hands on that surface and move them around very effectively in any type of an environment. Uh, kids' behavior that leads to increased spread is of germs is because they share things like toys, for example. They, they may work on the same tables with other people. And they come into contact in environments more often, actually, than adults if you look at their behavior because they're, they're, they're young. They're still exploring their environment. Uh, and so they, they tend to be more interactive with it. And also they're, they're touching their face, as I mentioned, on a regular basis. This happens actually much more frequently, even in adults. A child will do it anywhere from 50 times per minute to uh, 30 times per minute. In adults, it's only about 16 times per minute, so it does crease with age. 
The other issue with children is poor hygiene habits, particularly in the younger children. They haven't really developed hygiene habits uh, um, more associated with adults and understand the importance of how uh, germs are transmitted. Now, germ transmission, many germs are spread, like I said, either by indirect contact with a surface or direct contact with other children, for example. Uh, they can transmit disease. Many germs can also survive if you don't recognize it on surfaces for a significant period of time. I mean, this may be a matter from a few hours to actually a couple of weeks, uh, depending on the organism you're talking about. Like the flu virus, usually can only survive maybe uh, two days on surfaces, but other viruses like the norovirus can survive for weeks, and antibiotic-resistant bacteria like MRSA can survive for actually days to months on surfaces because they're very resistant. Uh, to drying on these surfaces, and they will survive for long periods of time. Our studies tend to enforce this. We've done a lot of studies on uh, schools and where the germs are and what kinds of germs there are, and you will find cold, flu, virus, norovirus, MRSA on surfaces uh, in, the, in the school buildings on a regular basis from our studies. Uh, where do you find most of the uh, germs you're concerned about, actually desktops tend to be a good reservoir because the children are always touching their surf those surfaces, they're interacting with it. Tabletops is another one, particularly library tabletops or tabletops where children may interact during teaching events. Pencil sharpeners, you ever think about that? How often you sharpen a pencil all the time and grip that handle? Well, that tends to be another reservoir. So today, computer keyboards, and computers are common in schools and classrooms, and those tend to be another area where children will come in contact with these surfaces. Cafeteria tables, another one, a lot of hand touching, and lockers too. Uh, there's locks, there's switches, children store things in their lockers, and that's so what they all tend to be hot spots where we tend most often to find germs in these environments. Well, Dr. Garber, well, thank you so much for sharing all that. That's a wealth of information there. And Dr. Garber, what are the consequences of so much germs being spread and exposure in the school setting? Well, you know, from a microbiologist, a school is a perfect storm for uh, microbial transmission of these organisms all the time. You have a, a young age group of children. Their immune system systems tended by naive. They haven't experienced the exposure to a lot of these germs before. Uh, they're in close contact with each other, uh, which makes it more likely to transmit these illnesses. And they're touching the same surface they're involving, like I mentioned. Also, this time of year, Oh, they've come maybe from vacationing all around the U.S. or their relatives, and they're bringing all their germs back with them. Maybe they picked up a few infections, and now you you got really an ideal uh, situation as far as spreading diseases around uh, in, in public schools. I mean, it's important to the public schools because absent kids uh, can cost schools money. A lot of states uh, provide funding to the schools by how Often the children are present if they're absent. The school doesn't get all their funding. And, of course, the, the impact on the child, too. He misses school. Education is less. He may go to school ill, too. He may have a headache or fever. And so his, his performance is going to be less. So it becomes really important uh, from, from that standpoint, too. And he miss, may miss school events, too. Uh, in it. And besides, the impact of maybe having him taken to a physician and that uh, for it. So there's a lot of cost uh, to this that, that people are, are really not uh, totally aware of all the time. I think it's really important. Exactly. Um, I, 
Go ahead, Dr. Garba. Oh, no, no, sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, um, at this time, would you like to share um, a story, uh, actually your journey of your loved one? Uh, yeah, you know, one of the things, that, one of the impacts you don't realize until you start doing these studies is uh, how diseases spread. I had a grandniece who had a, a skin MRSA, an MRSA infection, uh, and I was really curious. I went to her house. Where do you think you might have got that? And I tested her house, and the only place I could find the MRSA on was her cell phone. And she told me, she said, you know, I shared my cell phone uh, with uh, my girlfriend all the time. So I went to her girlfriend's house, and she had an MRSA infection also. And I found the virus on uh, her her nightstand in her bedroom, on her on her phone that was on her bedstand that she had. Uh, and then I talked to her mother, and her mother says, well, you know, I work at a nursing home. Do you think maybe I got it, brought it home to my daughter? And sure enough, I went to the nursing home, and they do a really good job of cleaning in the nursing home. So the only place I could find it uh, was on the phone uh, in the nursing home in the kitchen area, and apparently somebody uh, had, had not really cleaned that as well as they thought. Um, so you, you, these do impact people all the time. MRSA infections are common, and they can spread among cruel children just by sharing cell phones, which really uh, actually surprised me. Yeah, it's amazing how easy germs are transmitted just by an inanimate object. That's what we're proved, right? Uh, yeah. It, it, really how inanimate objects can be more important reservoirs. Things build up all the time on surfaces. You know, one person will touch a surface uh, and the organisms will survive for long periods of time. The next person comes along touches it. And you will pick up usually about half the bacteria and viruses on a surface every time you touch it. And then we found when you bring your fingers to your face in that, uh, maybe a 10% of those organisms will end up in your face, nose, mouth, or eyes. So microorganisms uh, tend to be incredibly mobile for that reason uh, in these types of environment. And that's what people have to be really aware of the uh, mobility of these types of organisms in this environment. Exactly. And Dr. Gerber, can you share with our listeners today of how cleaning and disinfecting really makes a difference? Uh, yeah, cleaning and disinfecting are, are really important. Like, we've done studies in schools and other individuals have done studies in school. For example, in 2008, Dr. Sandora uh, published a study in which they uh, asked children to use hand sanitizers and to disinfect their wipes uh, every day in an elementary school, fourth and fifth graders. Uh, and they found that those classrooms that used the hand sanitizers and disinfecting wipes, they had... Uh, far fewer uh, viruses on their surfaces than than the control group. Almost three times the number of viruses uh, were on those desks in which they did not use uh, hand sanitizers or disinfectant wipes. We also did a study in 2010 where we uh, used a disinfecting wipe made of what we call a quaternary ammonium uh, compound, which is very common disinfectant used in homes and that. And what we did is we asked the... uh, teachers to wipe down the children's uh, desk at the end of the school day every day with these disinfectant wipes. And then we looked at absentee records over the school year, and we found just by disinfecting the kids' desks once a day, we reduced absenteeism by 50% uh, in that school. And why do we target desks? As I mentioned before, in one of those areas that was heavily contaminated. So it demonstrates just how targeting one surface in one area could make a big difference. 
In terms of uh, information on disease spread in schools, uh, CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, uh, is a good source on recommendations for cleaning and disinfection surfaces and objects that are, are touched off on a daily basis. And you can get that information by uh, going to uh, www.cdc.gov. They can supply a lot of information on good cleaning, disinfecting habits, and hand washing. Exactly. And thank you so much, Dr. Gerba. And we thank you and Lori. And right now we are going to take a break for a commercial. And when we return, we will continue discussing managing C. difficile and other germs in schools with our guests, Dr. Charles Gerba and Lori Strasdis. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after these messages. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 877 2343. That's 1-844-4-C-DIFF. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more. And at this time, I would like to reintroduce our guest, Dr. Charles Gerber, Ph.D., internationally recognized environmental microbiologist and professor of environmental microbiology in the departments of microbiology, immunology, and soil and water and environmental service science in the University of Arizona, and Lori Strasdis, MPH, public health liaison with Clorox Healthcare. Thank you both again for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're more than welcome. And Lori, we're going to ask you, um, Dr. Gerber, 
covered earlier some of the more common germs in the school environment, but he didn't mention C. difficile. Can you help us understand whether C. difficile is a concern in schools, and if so, why? Of course, I'd be happy to. Um, So the truth is that while we don't hear much about C. difficile transmission in schools in the United States, we really don't know how commonly it is transmitted in the school environment today. There have been cases reported in the media in the last couple of years, but at this point there is really no cause for alarm. So that said, there are a couple of reasons why we should be aware and diligent and vigilant when it comes to C. difficile in the school environment. As Dr. Gerba mentioned, kids' behavior helps germs spread. C. difficile is spread through the fecal-oral route, as we know. So if kids don't wash their hands properly, which I personally don't know many kids that do. I have an 8-year-old and 5-year-old, and I'm still trying to get them to wash their hands properly. Um, and, and, and they have C. difficile on their, um, or if feces on their hands that has C. difficile in it, they could potentially spread it to their friends, teachers, and the environment. And uh, even if um, one does not know that they have C. difficile, um, patients can be colonized but not be symptomatic. So an asymptomatic carrier can also spread uh, spores. And um, patients that have a known case of C. difficile actually can continue to spread even long after the diarrhea is gone. So the likelihood of kids going back to school contagious, um, while, they not, while they may not have diarrhea, they may still be able to spread uh, spores. So it turns out that uh, the fecal-oral route is also the same way that noroviruses spread, the, the, the winter uh, stomach flu virus that Dr. Griba mentioned that really spreads like wildfire and can cause a lot of outbreaks in the school setting. You've probably heard about it. So um, that's the same route and for some of the same reasons why it's so easy to spread in the, in the school setting. Now, we also know that community-associated C. diff or C. difficile rates are on the rise. Approximately half um, or 40% uh, to half of the, all C. difficile cases are thought to be community-associated. And that means that a patient hasn't had an exposure to a healthcare setting in the last three months. So the question really becomes, where are we picking it up in the community? And um, in 2012, according to WebMDs, Sahil Khanna, a gastroenterologist, identified a 12-fold increase in children, C. difficile cases in children, and three-fourths of the cases in those children were contracted in the community. So you can see why there is reason to be paying attention to this and uh, understanding what Dr. Gerba talked about, about how quickly germs can spread and easily they can spread in the school environment, it makes sense to um, have a plan in place for if C. difficile does show up in that environment. So spores, unlike regular vegetative uh, bacteria, can live for a very long time in the environment. For C. diff, compared to some other pathogens like the flu virus um, and and some of the others, the common cold, the environment is thought to play an even bigger role than, than these other pathogens due to their length of survival on surfaces. So we know that the length of survival for C. diff spores is greater than five months. Um, it can last outside the body for a very long time. And norovirus, that other um, one that spreads so easily in the school environment, also uh, uh, survives long in the school or in the um, environment as well, as Dr. Gerba mentioned. 
so that that can uh, survive for weeks to months. Um, and lastly, you know, children are immunocompromised, which means their immune systems are still developing and are slower to react than um, healthy adult immune systems. So for these reasons, it's important that we pay attention and make sure we have a plan in place, like I said, for C. difficile in the school environment. Exactly. And Lori, thank you so much for sharing that. And that really, you know, raises a lot of awareness. And thank you for that. Um, Dr. Gerba, if a school is made aware that someone has recently had a C. diff infection, what precautions can be taken to help prevent the spread of a C. diff bacteria in and around the school? Yeah, there are several good recommendations. Number one, most important habit is to reinforce the importance of proper hand washing with soap and water uh, before eating and, and after going to the uh, bathroom or restroom. That's really important, and that's only that's not only true among the uh, the the, the uh, students, but also the the staff too, because they can also serve as carriers of, of C. difficile. Uh, you know, the other thing is to begin an enhanced cleaning program, disinfecting period using products that are Environmental Protection Agency approved and registered to kill C. difficile spores on environmental surfaces. C. difficile is a really tough organism, and you have to make sure you use the right product. And the Environmental Protection Agency requires testing, so make sure you use a product that is effective against the spores. It's a good idea also to provide gloves and other personal protective equipment to janitorial and the cleaning services technicians that may be involved with the cleaning. And to really, uh, and if possible, provide some guidance on the importance of cleaning these surfaces. And of course, disinfecting the bathroom daily is really important because a major source of C. difficile is feces. Also, if possible, have an individual or individuals with C. difficile use a, a separate bathroom. And that, if that's possible, that's always a good idea. There's always the potential of contaminating the restroom. Uh, contact your uh, local health department if you require more information on that. They may actually be able to provide you more insight uh, if you have an issue with C. difficile in your facility and to provide uh, more information that could be useful on its control. Okay. And Dr. Gerba, what can it, when it comes to hand hygiene, can you tell us all about um, alcohol-based hand sanitizers? Uh, yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, uh, alcohol-based hand, hand sanitizer is not effective against C. difficile. That's because it has a spore, which is very resistant to uh, inactivation uh, by those types of products. Uh, in addition, uh, you know, one of the concerns in schools a lot of times with alcohol-based hand sanitizers is the students who, uh, uh, particularly young students, uh, might actually get on their hands and put their fingers in their mouth or something, although it's a very bitter substance. So it's better if you use hand sanitizers to make sure if you have children, particularly under five, six years of age, to have the um, an adult put the hand sanitizer uh, on their hands. Now, they are effective against a wide range of other uh, antibiotic-resistant bacteria like MRSA and viruses and that, but really uh, for young children, they shouldn't uh, do it on their own if you're going to use that. But it's important to remember that it's not effective against C. difficile. Uh, instead, again, the Centers for Disease Control recommends the uh, use of soap and water uh, instead because that will help remove the uh, spores off of your hands, and that's what you really want to do, get them down that sink. 
Exactly. And Dr. Gerber, I know you've done some work on the spread of germs in the laundry. Since C. diff is spread by feces and clothes are often soiled, can you provide any recommendations on how to address potentially contaminated laundry? Uh, yeah, I think it's really laundry is often overlooked, and people don't realize that laundry is germier than it was 50 years ago because we tend to mostly use cold water washes all the time. And so they don't really get as clean as you might think uh, with cold water washes. And that. from our studies, uh, we found uh, a lot of bacteria, and even C. difficile uh, can survive because it's a spore former, is not removed necessarily all the, uh, as to a great degree as you might think. You really got to use hot water uh, when you're doing your laundry and to dry for at least 45 minutes because that ensures you're killing a lot of the germs that you might really be concerned about. And if you can, uh, use bleach in there too uh, because that will kill the uh, spores and the other bacteria in there. Uh, the other thing that we see is try to do your children's laundry less, particularly your diapers and undergarments. Uh, they tend to have fecal material in there. Uh, and, and you don't necessarily eliminate it all with a cold water wash is what we found out too. So do it last because the other issue is you could contaminate clothing at the next load. So that's why it's a good idea to do it last. And, and then really is an, another final guarantee, particularly if you're dealing with small children, is give your washing machine a mouthwash of bleach in there uh, when you're done doing all the laundry or you're doing children's laundry or if you suspect they're infected uh, with any with C. difficile or other type of uh, uh, microbe that can be transmitted readily through the environment. And do that on a regular basis. You know, we've done studies going door-to-door testing washing machines, and we we were amazed at how often we would find E. coli in the washing machine, even though it looked dry, and other organisms that shouldn't really be there. So uh, a little common-sense hygiene. Also, make sure you wash your hands after moving the laundry from the wet to the dryer, because sometimes you can transfer organisms from the wet laundry uh, to your hands, and that that can also uh, be an issue. Exactly, and very interesting information. Thank you, Dr. Gerba. And Dr. Gerba, is there anything else that, well, we know there's a lot of important information, but um, would you like to add some other important information when it comes to reducing the spread of germs and C. difficile in the school environment? Yeah, I think it's important to clean those high-touch areas I mentioned and disinfect them on a regular basis, you know, uh, like door handles, of, you know, either grip on a pencil sharpener, desk, chairs, uh, in, in high-touch areas, like even a doorknob, are good ideas to contaminate, particularly in the restroom, which may get contaminated with feces if children don't properly wash their hands. Uh, don't forget about the locker rooms, too. I, I think they can be spread in, involved in the spread of norovirus and MRSA, it's been shown. Uh, and when you're doing uh, cleaning in that, it's important to protect your hands uh, in contact areas. And gloves are maybe appropriate when you're doing that cleaning, so you don't pick up the... Uh, microbes on your hands and spread them around all the time. Um, and, you know, the other thing is cots, mats. You may be exercising on yoga mats and that. The issues come up a few times that they do get contaminated. You may have bare skin contacting them, for example, and that. So you should be aware of maybe wiping them around or any kind of contact area, you know, if you're exercising on the floor or you're using mats or, or, or throw-down materials like uh, blankets and that, you should really consider them to be washed, too, or disinfected. If they're plastic in nature, you can always wipe them down with a disinfecting wipe. Um, and then, you can, like I say, you can also put them in the laundry, but be sure you uh, use hot water. Right? It's more critical than most people think in eliminating microorganisms in clothing and materials. 
Exactly. And Dr. Gerpa, thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners. And we thank you very much for discussing the recommendations for school, nurses, teachers, and environmental service technicians. And we are going to pause for a brief commercial break. When we return, we will continue discussing managing C. difficile and other germs in schools with our guests, Dr. Charles Gerba and Lori Strasdis. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4 CDF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the CDF Foundation at 1 844 4CDF. 1-844-367-2343 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 877 2343. That's 1-844-4 C. diff. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. Dip Spores and More. At this time, I would like to reintroduce our guest, Dr. Charles Gerba, internationally recognized environmental microbiologist and professor of environmental microbiology in the departments of microbiology and immunology and soil, water, and environmental science at the University of Arizona. 
and Lori Strasdis, MPH, Public Health Liaison with Clorox Healthcare, joining us to discuss managing C. difficile and other germs in schools, how to prevent increased risk to communities during back-to-school season and throughout the year. Welcome back to the program, Lori and Dr. Gerba. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. And, you know, it's been a really enlightening uh, episode. And thank you so much for all the information. And, Lori, we want to know what types of products should listeners use to clean and disinfect the school environment? Great. Um, Yeah, in general, I'd say, and especially during the flu season, um, school staff should really be using a general broad-spectrum EPA-registered disinfectant to disinfect frequently touched surfaces. So broad-spectrum means that the product is capable of killing a variety of common germs, very um, many of the ones that Dr. Gerba talked to us about earlier. Um, However, for norovirus and C. difficile specifically, these are a little bit more difficult to kill than your average germ. So you really need to find a disinfectant or be on the lookout for a disinfectant that is effective against those organisms um, if you are concerned about them in your school environment. So the CDC does recommend the use of bleach to clean and disinfect surfaces that are contaminated with norovirus and C. difficile spores. Um, And um, the the term EPA-registered disinfectant or EPA-registered product is really referring to a product that has gone through the EPA registration product process and has been tested uh, thoroughly using standardized methodology. And the EPA has actually reviewed this data and approved this data for um, for uh, uh, for recognition that that product is able to kill those microorganisms. And they, the EPA actually allows for the use of or the sale of that product in the open market because of that um, data has proved out what it what it can do on surfaces. So how do you know if a product is EPA registered to kill C. difficile or norovirus or any other microorganism? microorganism for that matter, you look at the product label and you look for claims against C. difficile and norovirus or, again, whatever organism that you are trying to kill. The claims will be listed on the product label, so don't be afraid to turn that product label over or that product over and look at the back label because they might be on the back. Um, And you also should look and uh, make sure there is an EPA registration number on the back of the product label. And that's what's going to really tell you that it's been through this standard process with the EPA and that it's been proven to kill the microorganism that you're you're looking to kill on surfaces. So um, as an alternative, though, if you cannot find an EPA-registered bleach um, for C. difficile, because the bleach products are most commonly uh, the ones that are able to obtain the C. difficile uh, kill claims, um, the C. diff foundation, as you know, recommends um, a one cup regular bleach to nine cups water or one to ten dilution. Um, and unless, unless the label says otherwise, surfaces must stay saturated for 10 minutes um, or you can't be uh, sure that the spores will get killed. The recommended method is to spray, delay, and walk away, which means just let it dry, spray it, just let it dry, and it really there is no need to wipe it off. Um, but remember, if a bleach is not, or a product is not EPA registered and does not contain the claims you are looking for, um, you cannot be sure that it will be effective to kill those microorganisms on your surface. Um, also, with bleach products, a common concern is the salt residue that gets left behind after the product has been used on 
on a surface. So to address that, you can just take a clean, uh, wet cloth and just wipe it off after the product has dried to, to get rid of that residue. Okay. And Lori, is using the right product enough? Great question. (laughs) Absolutely not. So products must also be used according to the instructions on the label. So I just uh, talked about looking at the back label. On the back label of the product, there will be the directions for use or the instructions. And it's very important to look at that and follow those instructions because that's the way the product needs to be used in order to be effective. So not every product, every disinfecting product has the same directions for use. So that's important to remember. You also want to make sure you're using it on appropriate surfaces. So those high-touch surfaces that we talked about before, those are the surfaces to pay the most attention to because they're the ones that most likely germs will be picked up from. And you need to use the products with enough frequency in order for uh, transmission to be reduced of those microorganisms too. So on a frequent basis, high-touch surfaces and following the directions for use are very important. Um, and in regards to label instructions, you'll find looking, if you uh, spend, spend a, a time looking at a disinfecting product's label, you'll see that some products can be used to clean and disinfect and are considered one-step cleaners, di- cleaners and disinfectants, which means that in one step, you can both clean a surface and disinfect the surface. And, and cleaning really for, refers to removing um, organic matter and dirt from a surface so that you can disinfect, which is uh, killing the pathogens you're, you're looking to kill. Um, for C. difficile, though, um, specifically, it's always a two-step process. So the EPA actually requires that all products effective against C. difficile uh, um, C. difficile are um, requiring a two-step uh, process. So first you clean the surface and then you disinfect the surface. So you also need to pay close attention to the time required for disinfection for C. diff spores. Um, and uh, it is important to know that a product must remain wet on the surface for the time listed in order for it to kill um, C. diff or any pathogen of concern. This is called the contact time or some In some cases, uh, some people call it the dwell time or the wet time on a surface. And again, in order to find out what the contact time is on any given disinfecting product, turn the product over and look at the back label. Sometimes it's on the front label, but you might just have to turn it over and look at the back to find find that contact time. Um, Bathrooms and changing tables, as we've talked about, should be cleaned and disinfected every day. These are very uh, common areas where feces uh, can be spread, and so it's important to get those surfaces clean so the transmission does not occur um, from those surfaces. And then for schools in particular, um, really during the deep cleaning period in between school years is a great time to to really address all the hard uh, surfaces in the environment to make sure that you are clean and clear as you start the next school year um, and no lingering acetophysical spores because as we've talked about, they can, they can survive the summer months and, and be there when you get back from, from your summer break. So um, it's in order to start with a clean slate, um, all hard non-porous surfaces can be focused on during that um, in-between school year period. And lastly, um, although dilutables are very desirable from a cost perspective in the school environment, um, if you are concerned about C. difficile or norovirus, some of these harder-to-kill microorganisms, do consider a ready-to-use product um, during that time. They're a little bit more expensive, but dilutables take more time. They need to be mixed. 
Um, they re- and really require strict adherence to the directions for use, um, and which can be difficult, cumbersome, and time-consuming. So the extra cost of ready-to-use can be balanced out potentially during that time um, by the savings um, that uh, you get in terms of time with the ready-to-use and ensuring you obtain the proper dilution to kill the organisms that you are um, looking to kill. Okay. And Lori, are there any Clorox products that you would recommend for use? And if so, where might a listener obtain these products? Yes, um, absolutely. There are some great Clorox products that I can recommend to use. Um, so first, just for general cleaning and disinfecting, Clorox disinfecting wipes or quaternary ammonium-based product, which we've mentioned before, and they are great for cleaning up quick messes throughout the day. You can buy these products. They're very popular. Um, most people are aware of them, but you can buy them at the grocery store. You can buy them at bulk, in bulk at Costco, or you can buy them um, from um, a distributor channel from our professional products company. So we also make a we make a retail version and we also make a professional products version of these products. And these are really popular with teachers. They like to use them throughout the day. And um, as we think about like frequency of of using these products, it really these are great products to use um, it, because you can just grab one, use it, and then um, and while the kids are in the room, it, it's okay. Um, so while these are EPA registered though, um, to kill a broad spectrum of germs. As we discussed earlier, they do not contain bleach, and so therefore they don't kill C. difficile spores. So we'll come to some products that kill C. difficile spores in a minute. Um, for larger areas like locker rooms, gyms, cafeterias, hallways, etc., we do have a new and exciting Clorox Total 360 system that provides superior coverage through um, an electrostatic sprayer uh, system and technology and delivers product to hard-to-reach surfaces. So the total, the Clorox Total 360 system does offer two products that um, do not require wiping after use and leave minimal residue behind. These are the Clorox Total 360 Disinfectant Cleaner, which is registered to kill uh, 20 pathogens, including cold and flu viruses, MRSA, norovirus, and um, we also have the Clorox Anywhere Hard Surface Sanitizing Spray, which offers a food contact sanitizing for areas where you may um, have some food contact. So you can learn all about these uh, products and all our new innovative products um, at our website, clarksprofessional.com or clarkshealthcare.com. Now, specifically for C. difficile, the Clarks company manufactures a line of products under the Clarks Healthcare brand, and these products are designed for health care purposes, um, and many are uh, EPA registered to kill C. difficile spores. So these products include our Clorox Healthcare Bleach Germicidal Cleaner, our Clorox um, Bleach Germicidal Wipes, as well as one of our newer products called Fusion Cleaner Disinfectant, which is a bleach they spray that has low odor and better aesthetics compared to some of the traditional bleach products. Um, And uh, each of these products has a very fast contact time or dwell time, as we mentioned, for C. difficile in particular, three minutes or less. And you can buy all of them online. Um, Just Google their names and you will find a distributor vendor that is um, selling those products. And um, each of these products, um, oh, I'm sorry, the decision of which form to buy, because there's so many different forms, would be just a matter of personal preference. Some people like wipes for convenience and others like the spray for uh, quickly being able to cover a large surface. 
So we do have one other product that I'd like to mention, and it's not under our Clorox Healthcare brand name. It's called Clorox Germicidal Bleach. And this is a concentrated dilutable bleach product, and it can be also purchased online. This product has a five-minute contact time for C. difficile or uh, stay wet time, dwell time. And um, just note that if you're purchasing it at a local store, check the, the label instructions and um, for whether or not it is the concentrated version or the less concentrated version. We actually have multiple ones out there, and you will be looking, especially if you're concerned about C. difficile in the environment and the and trying to um, have the fastest contact time possible with this product, you will be looking for the one that is more concentrated. Okay. That's a wealth of information, Laurie. And thank you so much for explaining that and sharing how effectively to disinfect and reduce the spread of germs and the C. difficile spores in all environments. We're going to pause for a commercial break. And when we return, we will continue discussing managing C. difficile and other germs in schools with our guests, Dr. Charles Gerba and Laurie Strasdis. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate or call toll free 1 844 4CDF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Join us on November 9th and 10th for the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Learn from the leading international topic experts and connect with corporate sponsors and exhibitors providing products and services combating C. difficile and healthcare-associated infections worldwide. For more information and to register online, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website at cdifffoundation.org or call one 877 2343. That's 1-844-4-C-DIFF. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. 
For additional information on hand-washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program. It's a pleasure to reintroduce our guests, Dr. Charles Gerba, internationally recognized environmental microbiologist and professor of environmental microbiology in the departments of microbiology and immunology and soil, water, and environmental science at the University of Arizona, and Lori Strasdis, MPH, public health liaison with Clorox Healthcare. Joining us today to discuss managing C. difficile and other germs in schools, how to prevent increased risk to communities during back-to-school season and throughout the year. Welcome back to the program, Dr. Gerba and Lori. Thank you. You're welcome. And before we close the program for today already, Dr. Gerba, would you like to share any closing comments? Uh, yeah, thank you, Nancy, and the C. difficile Foundation for getting to talk to you about some of the insights we have on control of C. difficile. I think it's important uh, to remember to focus when we talk about environmental contamination and spread of disease in schools, those areas that are more likely to be contaminated with feces like bathrooms, changing tables, uh, in addition trying to modify children's behaviors where they frequently touch tables, chairs, or doorknobs. Those are targeted. You don't have to disinfect everything. You need to target it. Now, C. difficile rights in the community are on the rise. And we need to be vigilant in schools where transmission is occurring. So I think this information uh, is important to get out there to the community. This is an infection. We have to realize it can be better controlled with more education and proper products and to use them in a proper way uh, and to eliminate from environments and reduce the exposure to, to children and other individuals who are susceptible to infection by this organism. Okay. Well, Dr. Gerber, thank you so much for sharing that information. And Lori, before we uh, close the program for today, would you like to share any closing comments at this time? Sure. Uh, thanks. Uh, Nancy, thank you so much for having us on the program again. This has been really great. And thank you to the CEDIF Foundation. It is so inspiring and wonderful to hear about how many listeners you have across the globe and um, whatever we can do to do our part in helping with the reduction of pathogens and, and the illnesses that they call, cause around the world is is, is a um, great thing. And we're, we're proud to be part of it. Um, so thanks for having us again. So uh, I'll just leave with that, um, you know, so it's important to remember that not all disinfectants and, um, and bleach-based products are created equal. So remember to turn that label over and look at those labels for directions for use, for the pathogens you're trying to kill. Look for that EPA registration number and, all, and the contact time. And all those things are very important um, in order to be able to use a product uh, appropriately in, in the school setting or whatever setting you're going to be uh, disinfecting in. Um, if you have any questions, about our products, please do visit our website, clarkshealthcare.com or clarksprofessional.com. You can read a lot more about the products that we have, more about C. difficile. There's some educational materials um, that we've uh, covered some of on this show, but there's a lot more as well. The C. Diff Foundation, your website is 
also an excellent resource. I love going there. It's full of great information. So we have um, your your um, website as well, and you have a set a section that is dedicated to uh, a guide for school nurses. So that is great as well. And then lastly, Clark's Professional, um, as I mentioned, has the, the a lot of educational resources that you can go to and uh, utilize as well for further education. Well, Dr. Gerba and Lori, thank you both so much. You provided all of us with a wealth of information today, and many can benefit from this worldwide. We thank you again for joining us today, and we are grateful for your dedication in preventing infections, for maintaining safety, and saving lives. And we applaud both of you for your continued efforts. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, you're so welcome. And we thank everyone joining us today on CDIP Spores and More Global Broadcasting Network. Please join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, with our guests to discuss up-to-date information focused yet not limited to C. difficile infection prevention, treatments, clinical studies, environmental safety, and much more. Once again, we thank our official sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Visit their website, cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash Radio. We would also like to thank Synthetic Biologics for being a diamond sponsor of the 5th Annual International C. diff Awareness Conference and Health Expo, taking place on November 9th and 10th in Las Vegas at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Thomas and Max Center. For more information, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website, www.cdifffoundation.org. Also, the C. diff Foundation is working with a partner to conduct a survey about your experience with C. diff. If you or someone you know has had a personal experience with C. diff, please go to our website, cdifffoundation.org, and take the short survey. Your opinions count and will help inform educational initiatives for C. diff patients and their caretakers. We send out our get well wishes to all patients being treated and recovering from a C. difficile infection and the many wellness draining illnesses being combated across the globe. Never give up, never lose hope. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala, with our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you a good day and good health. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. 